podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Slightly favours the right footer here, but Griffiths, having got the goal, goes again. Welcome to the Hamden Roar, on which today we'll be discussing the squad named by Alex McLeish for the upcoming qualifiers against Kazakhstan and San Marino. I'm Andy Barge, and with me today is Media Scotland sports journalist and Tartan Army member Ben Ramage to debate the decisions made by Eck for the double header coming up. Now, Ben, it doesn't take a genius to work out that you were raised south of the border, so for anyone who doesn't know you or won't know, can you clarify? Um, the fact that you were brought up a Scotland fan. Hi Andy, uh, yeah absolutely, that's no bother, it comes up quite a lot. <laughs> so uh, my family's Scottish from Edinburgh but I was brought up down in Cheltenham so I unfortunately picked up the English accent <laughs> but I, my dad's a Scotland fan through and through. I've always followed the team growing up so there was only one choice when it came to who to support and whether it's for better or for worse, <laughs> I've made my decision now and I'll stick to it. No regrets, good man. Right, yeah. we'll, we'll run through the squad First and foremost, um, get down to the nitty-gritty straight away. It's fair to say I think there's a few surprises in this one. Uh, the goalkeeping department looks fairly fresh and new. Some more, well, not as common names there. So it's Scott Bain, Jordan Archer and John McLaughlin, the three goalkeepers. The defence consists of Liam Palmer, first call-up for him, Stephen O'Donnell, Scott McKenna, David Bates, John Souter, Charlie Mulgrew, Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney. Some more recognisable figures in there, I think. Absolutely. The midfield is Callum McGregor, Stuart Armstrong, Scott McTominay, Kenny McLean, Graham Shinney, John McGinn, John Fleck and Barry Bannon. And going forward, the options are James Forrest, Ryan Fraser, Ollie Burke, Ollie McBurney, Lewis Morgan, Mark McNulty and Johnny Russell. It's a big squad, only two games. I think there's perhaps some experimenting to be had against maybe San Marino. I don't want to speak mm. prematurely, but I think that might be in Alex McLeish's mind so what's your initial reaction to that though? Yeah I've got I think there's a lot of talent there's a lot of pace in the squad I think going forward especially we're a wee bit worried about the inexperience perhaps in the goals you know you've got three caps between the three goalkeepers they're all quite young um, which can be looked on as a positive I like the sort of fresh idea Mm -hmm. but I think it's quite it's going to be a big game for whoever starts in Kazakhstan I know they're not the most frightening opposition but that's going to be, you know, and there's no easy away games. That's going to be We've quite a big one. have seen it so many one. times, haven't we? Absolutely. There's no easy away games for Scotland. <laughs> so uh, I, I think there's I think there's positives getting uh, Tierney back in, whether he plays or not. I just think for experience-wise as well. Um, hopefully McGregor will be fit enough to play. I think there's, there's plenty of talent in there. It's getting the system right, hopefully sticking to the four at the back, I would say. And uh, I will see. OK. We'll touch on who's not made it into the squad. I'd rather focus on who will be featuring, but let's just touch on Christoph Berner. You're a Hearts fan. Is he fit? And if so, why wouldn't he be included? I think he is fit. He's He has been injured this season, but my only... I know that there's a plastic pitch, I think, at Kazakhstan. I'm wondering if there's maybe been a bit of dialogue with Levine and they've said, you know, Bear's had injuries this season, he is getting on, he's, I can't think off the top of my head how old he is, but he's definitely into his 30s. So, I'm wondering maybe for this first few away games, maybe not use him, you know, he's got Mulgrew maybe as the more experienced defender, 
allow Bearer to continue his recovery and then perhaps look at him again for the home the home games. That's that's my sort of initial reaction because I would have I would definitely have taken him if he was totally fit. Another name left out is Robert Snodgrass. That's a frustrating one, especially when you consider not just his some of his performances for Scotland in the past, but the way that he's currently performing now with West Ham, who looked to be challenging for a top half finish in the Premier League. He's worked his way back into the team, an important player. It's disappointing if he's decided to prioritise, perhaps understandable, but still disappointing if he's decided to prioritise his club career. Mm-hmm. He's not into his late 30s or anything. Robert Snodgrass surely can still offer so much for Scotland. Mm-hmm. No, I would totally agree. I think there was a bit of a family issue before the, the last qualifiers. He's always performed really well for Scotland, I feel. He's got terrific feet. He's got a really good delivery. And as you see for West Ham in the, you know, the Premier League, he is delivering every game. And so it is, it's a big miss, especially in the wider areas where maybe a wee bit lighter in, in this squad particularly. I think he would have been, you know, I think he'd probably start, actually, if he yeah. was fit and if he was there. So aye, it's a shame. We'll touch more on perhaps some names that haven't made it later on. There's been some injuries, of course, with Naismith, Stephen Fletcher and Ryan Christie not making it, unfortunately. But let's go back to the goalkeeping situation. This is really an opportunity, with David Marshall and Craig Gordon not being included, for somebody to claim the number one jersey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think McGregor calling off is a, is a really big blow. There's no other real way to look at it. I think with Gordon perhaps falling down the pecking order since McLeish has come in, you know, McGregor was outstanding in the Nations League, especially. I remember he made that one save at Hampton right Against at their Israel. death. That was just, you know, that spanning. Secured the, the top of the, Absolutely. the league, please. Absolutely. And so, and, you know, there was a lot of vultures uh, circling for McLeish at that point as well. So I think that was a lot was resting on that save. And that's and you've seen for Rangers this season, you know, he's made some outstanding saves and he, he has that in his locker. So to lose that and the experience he has, the amount of caps he has, it is a big blow straight off the bat um, going into this whole campaign, not just for these few games. But as you say, there's a chance for somebody to come in and stake a claim. I think Bain's done that at Celtic a wee bit lately, so you know maybe this is his chance, if he can impress in these few games, to get that number one spot. Would you expect him to start those games? I think Especially so. Out, the Kazakhstan one? I think so out of the three. I mean, McLaughlin was... Uh, really brilliant at Hearts, and you know he is playing well at Sunderland from the reviews that I've read. But that is League One, and I'm just wondering whether that does translate straight back to international level. I think Baines maybe got the edge on him in that respect, playing for Celtic and having played uh, in Europe this season as well. Do you think the decision to play Bain or not might rest on how many other Celtic players are in the squad? For example, if there is a Celtic spine throughout that he's familiar with, perhaps uh, he might play Tierney. Who knows? Perhaps McGregor. Bain knows Armstrong, Ryan, uh, not Ryan, James Forrest, Ollie Burke. Mm-hmm. The more players that are familiar with each other, perhaps it may be more, make more sense to play Scott Bain. I think considering the the amount of younger players in the side as well, there is that lack of sort of you know somebody that has fifty caps that's going to pull the team through. I think maybe using that squad togetherness that they already have from their club that could be translated, and it seems to have been the last few games as well. Um, so I could certainly see him doing that. I think it makes sense. Let's move on to defence. Liam Palmer, another present for Sheffield Wednesday this season at right back. A necessary call up, do you think? I think right back is a position that, you know, it's been frustrating. You know, there's there are right backs, but 
there's no one that's really claiming to be that you know starter at right back. That he's tried to shoehorn Tierney in there. I'm not convinced that that is the right way forward. You know, mm-hmm. you'd think that a country this size could produce a right back that would play at international level. Palmer was in the under 21s. Uh, I think he played something like eight times, so he was in the system, and then he's sort of fallen out. I think he was a midfielder, perhaps to begin with. He's maybe moved further back, so I would guess that he's fairly good going forward. I can't say that I've seen a lot of him. Um, but I think it makes total sense to call him up, see how he performs. Um, I'm not sure about playing him in the first game or not. Um, it's obviously McLeish's decision, but yeah, I would I would still maybe be leaning towards O'Donnell for the fact that he's played. He's he's gone away with Scotland before. He's played before. He's not disgraced himself. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a safe pair of hands at right back, and given their lack of caps, I think that could actually be important in an important away game where there might be pressure, especially early on. you think it would be harsh then to replace O'Donnell with Palmer for the Kazakhstan game? I don't think he did enough wrong. Um, and he has had a really good season with Kilmarnock, who have been very good. You know, Clark has done a great job there. And, you know, that sort of coaching can take a player onto a next level. And I think if he's playing the exact same position, I think he played at wing-back um, in one of the away games. And that, that doesn't suit him. He's more of a solid defensive right-back. And so I think if that's the system that we go with, that familiarity mm-hmm. should help him and and help the whole defence as a four. I think as well what was evident with O'Donnell, I think it was after the South American friendlies at the end of last season when he was brought into the, the setup. I think it was the SFA, I don't think it was BBC or Sky or anybody. I think the SFA did a, an interview with him about how he thought he fared mm-hmm. when he making his debut and so on. And you could see the passion in his face when he was talking about making his debut and talking about oh I hope I've done enough to, to stay in the squad and I know that Scotland had a few tricky games against Portugal and Belgium but you're right that in the Nations League when it really boiled down to it he did he did turn up mm-hmm. and I think it's harsh to judge any player against a team like Belgium you know as a one-off or Portugal as a one-off these are countries that are competing for the the major titles you know we're just we're trying to com- to qualify initially so in, I think in the games like you say that, that, that did really matter he he did perform fine you know right back you don't need him to score goals particularly you know his first job first and foremost is to defend and that is what we need to do better um, so yeah I, I would I would actually put my, my hat on him and Tierney would be on the bench then if you're wanting to have a right footer like O'Donnell on the right side and of course Robertson the captain he's going to play at left back uh, I think there is a four along the fence absolutely it's such it's so unfortunate that we've got two arguably world class left backs it's just the, it's just the way it's come through at this time and it seems to happen um, and you know to leave Tierney out is you know it's it sounds mad because I'm, I'm such a massive fan of Kieran Tierney but it looked like you were sacrificing the whole defence to try and get them both in and you weren't getting the best out of either of them so I do think Robertson is just that wee bit further ahead given the, the level he's playing at. He's not just playing for Liverpool, he's one of their best players mm-hmm. and their fans absolutely love him. And, and you know, he has performed well for Scotland as well. And he's and a captain. Exactly. So he's obviously, he's obviously a leader in training. McLeish has recognised that. So I think Robbo has to start a left-back. You can see he is the difference. Where O'Donnell is safer, he can make the difference going forward with his crossing, with his finishing... You know, he can be the leader from the defence if there has to be one. There, there are people I've seen on social media questioning why Tierney wouldn't be able to play 
at right back. And I think towards the end of Strachan's tenure, when that was tested at times, Tierney, yes, he's fairly solid in defence, but he's so hesitant to go forward mm-hmm. on his right foot. There were so many times, I remember, I think it was the Slovakia game where we won in the last minute, Tierney would reach the halfway line and then just turn back turn around himself and play it to a centre half and it wasn't and we didn't get the goal until it was a catchy Anya that was brought mm-hmm. on for Tierney mm-hmm. and Anya was able to hit the byline and put the ball across mm-hmm. that we ultimately scored from in theory if Tierney was able to practice with his right foot and be able to use it confidently I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be able to play in that role for Scotland but as it stands if I think if we want to have an attacking threat down the right it's mm-hmm. a no-go yeah, no, I totally agree. It does seem strange that in you know professional footballers that are on so much money, you still talk about <laughs> not being able to hit with both feet. You think that would just be a standard requirement, but genuinely, you could see the hesitancy. He would turn back and use his left to play into midfield, and you know, it totally nullified the threat down the wing, which is actually where we excelled in the Nations League, especially with Fraser and Forrest going down the wing. You know, you need. I think it's the naturalness that Robbo felt. Because I thought Robbo actually struggled a wee bit when he played left wing back as well. It's a different position when you mm-hmm. don't have the midfielder in front of you. And I think, aye, so I, yes. Aye, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, Mulgrew uh, has been named in the squad. He went off injured for Blackburn at the weekend or the weekend mm-hmm. before. But he's been included. Do you think that's because there are so many young centre halves in this squad? Bates, McKenna, and John Sutter, who are, although good players, all mm-hmm. very rel- well. Yeah, very inexperienced at international level. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you can't go to a game like this, to any tournament, any uh, qualifier, sorry, with that few caps in your back line because it's such an important part of the game. And so uh, Mulgrew, I wouldn't say he's the best defender that we've got, but I would certainly say, given the injuries and uh, just the current crop that we have at centre-back, you need somebody that's calm, calm on the ball, will talk to the other centre-backs and uh, yeah, just steady the ship a wee bit. We've heard the coaching staff speak before that it's quite important to have a right-sided centre-back on the right side of defence. If Mulgrew is a given to start, surely that would rule out Scott McKenna, who, unless I'm mistaken, is left-footed, mm-hmm. and it would open the door for Bates or Suter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, you know, we may be as a Hearts fan, but Suter is a good ball carrier, so he does he does bring the ball out really well. I wouldn't say he's as strong defensively as McKenna, so I would lean towards McKenna um, for a defence that you know, number one. You know, I don't think we should try and reinvent the wheel just yet and start playing out from the back <laughs> like as much from centre backs. So I think McKenna would get the nod ahead of Suter for me just at the moment. I think Suter's got a great future if he continues. Uh, improving as he has been. Okay, midfield. There's eight central midfielders in this squad: Cal McGregor, Stuart Armstrong, Scott McTominay, Kenny McLean, Graham Shinney, John McGinn, John Fleck, and Barry Bannon. Does that seem like a lot to you? It is a lot, and I feel like there's a few that are at a similar level. Um, so I'm not sure how he's going to prioritise, how he's going to decide. Because I like the fact that we obviously have the three and we maybe have the one pushed further forward, which gives him a bit more freedom. But then you've got the problem of who's going to slot into which position. Um, for me, I would be starting McTominay from now on. I think he's proven, you know, given at the level that he's played at in the, cha- you know, in the Champions League against PSG, that performance was incredible for his age. Um, to totally dominate that midfield up against the millionaires and you know the players that he's training with and playing with at the age of 22 I think 
we have to try and create a, like a superstar. I think he's one of our few that we could actually say he's young enough, he's got the frame, he's got the confidence, just his all-round play just seems great. So I think give him the chance, try and build, try and build him up. Um, I think there's a few of the older centre mids that are okay, but I don't think they're ever going to get to that level that he could potentially reach. So I'd like to see him in maybe alongside someone else more experienced. I'm not so, sure. What he... So in a four-two-three-one, then McTominay for you as a starter in the two mm-hmm. alongside. We're looking at this. It would be perhaps Callum McGregor, uh, Graham Shinney, John Fleck, John McGinn, Barry Bannon can also play back there. Armstrong as well. I suppose any of them really can, but some obviously are more beneficial to the team playing in that number ten role, mm-hmm. one forward. So who would you like to partner with McTominay if he's the first name in that midfield team sheet? I would say McGregor. I think McGregor's proven um, with Brown maybe being out of the team a wee bit more. I think he's proven that he can play that deep line playmaker. He can do all of the dirty work as well. He's quick, so he can cover. But I think going forward as well, he offers such great passing. So with McTominay being a wee bit more uh, defensive, I think that would work quite well, leaving McGregor to go forward, maybe try and start the play a wee bit more. Um, Yeah, I think those two could complement each other. What about John Fleck? I, I've seen Sheffield United fans on so, social media. I've seen their bemusement at the fact John Fleck isn't uh, a regular for Scotland, mm. never mind in the squad and the, the starting 11. Mm. He's doing really well by all accounts. They are challenging for automatic promotion. He's only in his late 20s. Is there an opportunity for him to build his way or work his way into the, the, the team? I think there is. A, he is unlucky in that that is the, probably our strongest area, his midfield. And I think there's a few that are just ahead of him. From Whenever I've seen him, he has looked very strong. He's looked very solid. Um, again, he's, he's unlucky that he's, he's in that position. I think there's a few that are just a wee bit further ahead. But, you know, who's to say if he doesn't turn up in training and, you know, blow McLeish away and get a start and, you know, put in a match, man-of-the-match performance that he can't work his way into the team? I wonder if the San Marino game I don't want to speak prematurely but I feel like Scotland's 21 should should beat San Marino if they were to play mm-hmm. I'm I'm going to just say Scotland won't fail to beat San Marino we will go over there and win we will very bold very <laughs> bold <laughs> we will I, I just I can't see any alternative so I wonder if John Fleck might be given an opportunity to well first of all win a cap mm-hmm. against San Marino and then some of the other surprise call-ups, Kenny McLean, for example, he might be given an opportunity to remind McLeish what his capabilities are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's actually quite a nice start because even though Kazakhstan is a trickier place to go to go away, I think you know if you look at their recent results in the UEFA, uh, the UEFA Nations League, they are you know they're no hot shakes. We really should be beating them. So play the more experienced players in that first game. Get that you know you have to win your first game and you know that will give us such confidence going forward. It's a difficult, it's one of the more difficult away ties in the group. And then San Marino, absolutely, I think we should you know keep some experienced players, but let's see what other players can do before the really big games come at home. You know when we really need to be winning. I think we need to work out who is up to this level and who isn't. Does Barry Bannon still have a role to play for Scotland? I think so. I think. I think McLeish likes him and I think quite a lot of the Scotland managers have liked him. I think he must train really well and I think he does perform when he plays. I think he is more of a forward. I I prefer him further forward in midfield. I'm not 100% on his defensive capability playing as one of the sitting midfielders. See, that's interesting because, for example, at the McTominay example, you gave someone to play alongside him and you gave McGregor as an example. I would file Barry Bannon 
alongside McGregor in that mm. regard, somebody that can dictate the play from deep and start attacks mm. rather than get the ball uh, on the half turn like Armstrong might prefer in the number uh, 10. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. And I think Bannon could play that role. Um, I just think when you're up against um, maybe bigger, stronger teams, I'm just not sure he has that same presence that McGregor... Mm-hmm. McGregor seems to have that inner strength. He's not McGregor's not a massive player, but like Brown, he just uses his body well and he's determined. And I think that comes through that sort of dogged, and especially in the centre of the park, that can be valuable. Well, if we are going to be setting up in a 4-2-3-1 in Kazakhstan... Will be without Ryan Fraser out wide, mm-hmm. which is a, a blow because we saw in the Nations League that you know, he came to prominence and proved himself to be, I think, an automatic starter mm-hmm. for Scotland when fit. Now the SFA have an agreement. McLeish said this said this today. They have an agreement with Bournemouth that Fraser won't play on a plastic pitch, which Kazakhstan have got. So that opens a space up for somebody. We assume James Forrest will play on the right side. Mm-hmm. On the left, I suppose the options now would be Lewis Morgan, Johnny Russell, and Ollie Burke. Mm-hmm. Who's your preference? I think it's a massive shame to lose Fraser. You know, I think he's got ten assists now. I think he's the first Scot to get that in the Premier League um, for years. Uh, he's just so dangerous going forward. Um, uh, you know, he may even be getting a move. You never know. Uh, surely clubs are looking mm-hmm. at him if he's, you know, he's out assisting some of the, you know, top players in the Premier League. Uh, I think of the the best of the rest. I would probably have to say Burke. I think again, like McTominay, he has that chance of being a star and he's he's still very young he's moved for a lot of money so I think managers keep seeing the potential there and I think Rogers was getting the best out of him as well and I think I think hopefully he will continue to push on at Celtic um, whether he stays there long term or not I'm not sure but he's lightning quick he, he had a finish on him at Forest I'd like to see that a wee bit more from him again um but yeah, I would probably say Burke, he, against the team like Kazakhstan, San Marino, he should be getting past this defender and he should be producing something that can lead us to a goal. So I, I would probably say Burke. Is it a bit of a worry for you that after Fraser and Forrest, we seem to be unsure of who our next option would be out wide? Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, Johnny Russell has come in in the Nations League and done well. Ollie Burke's a good player. Lewis Morgan has potential. Mm-hmm. But there doesn't seem to be a natural successor for Fraser or Forrest on either side at the moment mm-hmm. oh, it's a massive worry because especially if you look at wingers are obviously one of the most likely to get injured because of where they play you know they're often getting tackled mm-hmm. defenders running back um, there's very few caps behind them they're not actually that highly capped themselves I think Forrest is on about 26 now it does there seems if that's the way that we're setting up to play you would hope that you had a few more coming through and I think there are um, youngsters coming through in the under 21s um, Jake Hasty at Motherwell um, there's McClellan at Aberdeen um, Morrison Mid- at Hearts Morrison at Hearts yeah Middleton at Rangers there's, there are wingers there but I'm a bit worried that they're not being brought through quickly enough so like for instance with this if Fraser had called off altogether who is then coming in you're bringing in someone that's barely played for the under 21s it seems like there's a bit of a gap especially in those areas between being a youngster and then being a full international and how is that going to translate onto the pitch I know that Jake Hastie was considered mm-hmm. for this squad didn't make it in the end but I know that Jake Hastie is very much on the radar of mm-hmm. the coaching staff and if he does end up signing a pre-contract with Rangers mm-hmm. it may just elevate him to that next level to show yep mm-hmm. I really can do a job for Scotland here if, if called upon mm-hmm. I know I've watched Motherwell a lot this season um, and 
Hasty has been phenomenal since he's come back. Um, there's a touch of the James McFadden about him, I dare say. <laughs> he he just he ghosts past people, um, and he's got a terrific shot on him, like real power. Again, he's got that sort of Oli Burke frame. He's really tall, and he's spoken about working on his power. He's trying to emulate Gareth Bale. If he could do that, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so um, I so. He's one very much for the future, I think. And Motherwell have got a few other young uh, midfielders as well that, again, I would like to see maybe getting pushed forward. One player I'd like to touch on before we move on to the strikers is John McGinn. I know you're a massive fan mm-hmm. of McGinn. Do you see him playing a pivotal role for Scotland or, at the moment, as a squad member? And for, you know, It was unfortunate that McGinn was so good at Hibs when he was. Obviously, as a Hearts fan, that wasn't <laughs> always easy to watch, but... You know, I think McGinn's very talented. He's very good at holding the ball, which I think, especially away from home, he's very good at buying fouls. He's very good at keeping possession, which takes the pressure off the younger players. Again, I don't think he's in the starting lineup for me, um, but definitely a squad player and definitely someone that can come on and change a game as well. You know, his range of passing is brilliant. He's got a terrific shot. Um, so yeah, I would definitely keep him very much in the in the squad and have him as an impact player. Okay. Let's chat the strikers then. Of course, Griffiths is unavailable at the moment. Stephen Fletcher and Naismith are out injured and Matt Phillips, for reasons I'm not sure about, hasn't been called upon. Maybe he's injured or McLeish just doesn't fancy him this time. Does that leave Ollie McBurney as the prime candidate to start up front? I think it does. What worries me is that he's in six games he's still not scored and it's not like he's not had opportunities. He has had opportunities in games. He's scored quite a lot for Swansea this season. 18, um, I think he's got for Swansea. Aye, which that's is good, that's a, a good, good return in the championship, and arguably that's you know if you look at our other strikers at the moment, you know what you said, Griffiths isn't available, you know Fletcher and Naismith, I think they've got about eighty caps between them and twenty goals. So to lose those two, I know they're older, but you know those are it's all experience and goals that we've lost. I think there's there's so few goals in those forwards at the moment. Um, McBurney, I think McLeish really rates him. I think he'd love he'd love him to be a really great striker for us, and obviously all the time Army would as well. You know, no one's willing him to not score. I just hope that hopefully in these few games, if he does get started, that he can get a few goals, get his confidence up. Maybe if he gets one or two, you know, it can build. And, you know, because we are we are desperate for a striker. McBurney hasn't had the easiest of games though for Scotland so far. I suppose he played against Costa Rica with a a makeshift team behind him I suppose mm-hmm. he didn't have much service that mm-hmm. night I was at Hamden he played in the South American games he hit the post I think it was Mexico mm-hmm. against yeah. a good a good header yeah, and then I think he played home. against Portugal Portugal or Belgium it was one or the other but again such a tough game for a lone striker you're not going to get many chances against yeah. those few yeah I saw you know like I said, I think he definitely deserves his chance, given that Fletcher had to pull out, which is a nightmare. You know, I really thought Fletcher was a really important part of why the Nations League was so successful. And he came in from nowhere to impact it in that mm-hmm. fashion, though, Fletcher. I remember when Fletcher was called back up to the squad, there was a bit of confusion, and mm-hmm. I saw some fans, and not going to lie myself, at one point were thinking, oh, my God, is this the route we have to go back down? Stephen Fletcher, mm-hmm. who had only really performed... And the very easy games, it's fair mm-hmm. to say, I think. Yeah, I... Scored that good goal against Poland, but he wasn't impacting games no. overly much. Um, but then he turned the Nations League in our favour, especially in the Israel game. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden it's, oh my goodness, Stephen Fletcher's not available. Where do we go from here? And it's Ollie McBurney, seemingly. I know, he's had such a roller coaster ride, Fletcher. <laughs> you know, he's been the hero to the villain. I think he's been a bit of a pantomime villain. Uh, I think, you know, 
I think he's a terrific centre forward. Maybe not the best goal scorer, but his ability to bring other players in is massive. And especially, I think that worked so well with the wingers because he would hold the ball up and then play them in. He's clever enough to hold the ball well and play it. And you see, maybe with McBurney, with other strikers, you know, Fletcher makes that look easy, you know. And I think that's taken for granted a wee bit because that holding the ball gets everyone else up the pitch. Mm -hmm. And when you've got dangerous runners from midfield, that's invaluable. So it's, it's a real blow that he's not there. Would you say that Scotland going into this game, well, these games, but especially the Kazakhstan game, have somebody that they need to really look towards for inspiration? That's a good one. I think Armstrong. I don't. I feel, I feel for Armstrong because he, he maybe hasn't played as much as he deserves. And it, to be fair, Southampton have been pretty rotten this season, and that doesn't suit him. But you can see the impact. I remember when he came on recently at Hamden. You know. Suddenly, the whole midfield was going forwards. You know, his his first instinct isn't to turn back and see where his easy pass is. He's trying to work out how to get through a defence. He's got so much drive and impetus, Armstrong. Uh, uh, I, I, I honestly think he's invaluable to the Scotland midfield. I no, 100% agree with you. I think he could be the difference between unlocking a door. Because in internationals, you very rarely score several goals. As you know, Scotland especially, we don't score a lot of goals. So you need someone to just have that moment where they, they see something that the defence doesn't hasn't picked up on yet and he plays the right ball and he's got the quality to do it. Prime example of that, I think it might even have been his debut against Slovenia when Chris Martin scored with five minutes to go or so. That's right, yeah. And Charlie Mulderia flicked the ball back in towards the box and Armstrong got it on the edge of the area, beat a man and mm -hmm. just threaded it through the eye of a needle, just mm -hmm. kind of clipped it straight along the deck towards Martin who turned and, and finished. Yeah. And I think that's exactly the sort of... Uh, and, intuition that Scotland need mm -hmm. from a midfield player going mm -hmm. forward mm -hmm. and we don't have that many of them so I think you know Rafa McCormell and you know I would be playing him in every game we can because I think he can be the difference between getting through a team and being held out we'll chat about Mark McNulty one that caught me off guard certainly I don't think he'll feature against Kazakhstan to be honest but it might be one of those where he's on a good run of form has impressed mm -hmm. impressed the coaching staff and you might win a cap against San Marino. Go on, son, let's see what we what you can do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, again, I don't know an awful lot about him, I'll be honest. I've not seen him play that much. Obviously, seen him score recently for Hibs. He has been on a good run. Uh, I saw McLeish speaking after the announcement today that, um, you know, he, he brings something different to McBurney, which I think is the hold-up play. He's a bit more of a physical presence, and that actually suits this new style, if this is the style that remains, this 4-5-1. You need a striker that's going to hold the ball up and allow everyone else to get up. So, you know, I wouldn't throw out a curveball <laughs> and say that he might start, but we'll see. You know, we just don't know. Well, let's run through the squad then and see if we can agree on a starting 11. I think that I would have Scott Bain in goals given his recent run for Celtic and the fact that he's familiar with a lot of the squad members. Yeah, no, I would agree with that Agreed. one, yeah, I'd have Bain. Andy Robertson's an automatic pick at left-back. Agreed. I would start... Charlie Mulgrew for the reasons we discussed experience and I think I would have David Bates alongside him mm -hmm. I know he's only played a couple of times Bates but he's an important player by all accounts for Hamburg mm -hmm. sitting top of the Bundesliga second division keeping lots of clean sheets in and I've checked the stats it is noticeable when Bates actually isn't playing for Hamburg they yeah. concede more goals um, so I would have Ginger him. Ramos as well. They call him. <laughs> he seems to be a popular figure, and you know it's hard to get fans on side as a centre back. So he must be doing yeah. something right. He's, he was linked. I'm sure he was linked with a move 
up to the Bundesliga as well. It might have been in the January window or this summer coming, mm-hmm. but I think he has impressed over there, and he impressed mm-hmm. me anyway um, mm-hmm. during his international appearances in the Nations League. Yeah. So I would be comfortable with him there, but if you would start Mulgrew, who would you personally have next to him? Torn between McKenna and Bates for those, you know, as you're saying, I think Bates is still quite young, whereas I think McKenna's got eight caps now, so he's just that wee bit more experienced. But I think against Kazakhstan, they don't score a lot of goals. I think the two of them should be fine. I, you know, I'd take either, but I'd lean towards McKenna, I think. And at right back, I think your team, Stephen O'Donnell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would not be opposed to O'Donnell starting, but I think if Palmer impresses in training, perhaps, or well, it's pretty fact, so I think he's playing week in, week out at a higher level than O'Donnell is. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the whole Scottish English blood thing might come into into it I know we've seen with players like Kearney and Ritchie who aren't in this squad if they're not mm-hmm. kind of born and bred Scots then they may not really care as much I hope that's not the case with Palmer mm-hmm. um, I think O'Donnell will play I think I would play Palmer in this instance mm-hmm. For me I would have O'Donnell this is the this is the really important game this first one you know it sets the marker sets the tone for the, the whole tournament um, the qualifying campaign sorry um, give Palmer San Marino you know let's see what he can do against in a game that we really should be winning. Kazakhstan still has potential to go wrong. So for me, I would have the safer hands of O'Donnell. Okay. Safer feet, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Two holders in midfield, we, we agree that McTominay will play. I would have McTominay, yep. If he's fully fit, I know there's question marks over him at the moment, but he's been included, so he must be okay, I think. Mm-hmm. I would play Callum McGregor alongside mm-hmm. him. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I think those two, I think that could really work. And long term, that could actually be, you know, a centre midfield partnership that you'd maybe look to replicate every game. If he's not fit, and there's an opportunity there for Graham Shinney, John McGinn, John Fleck, or Barry Bannon, I'll leave McLean and Armstrong out of it because they prefer to play. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, in the, agreed, the ten. Yeah. So out of alongside McTominay, if Cal McGregor is unfit to play, alongside McTominay, from Shinney, McGinn, Fleck, and Bannon, I would play Fleck. Ah, uh, I would, okay, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's fair. I th- I would still go McGinn because I, I feel like he's got he's got caps already. I think we should be trying to... We seem to have a lot of players that are always on sort of nine caps, ten caps. Like, let's try and get some players really comfortable. I remember when Wales came through and they started to... When they really noticed their turn of form, you know, a lot of their players had 50, 60 caps. That's what we were going up against. And that familiarity and the sort of confidence mm. they get from that, I think we need to try and start building players up to that sort of level. And McGinn is one that can do that. He's, you know, he's doing well at Aston Villa. You know, who knows where his career might eventually lead him? Mm-hmm. But I think playing that slightly more advanced playmaking role as well, you know, I think he suits that. His passing is good. Um, his finishing is good. So yeah, I, w- I would have McGinn personally. Okay. Armstrong uh, behind the striker. Hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. James Forrest. We'll play right midfield. I'm happy with that. If you are, yeah, no, I would. Yeah, I, I still feel like there's a question mark over Forrest. I, I know he scored his first goals in the UEFA Nations League. We cannot drop him now after that. You can't drop a player yeah. after scoring <laughs> five goals. But that was his first five after about 24 games, whatever it was, without a single goal. And to be honest, flattering to deceive he quite did. a lot of the time. It was frustrating. You didn't seem to see his Celtic form replicated in a dark mm. blue shirt which was just so frustrating because you know that the player's there. Um, I, I would still give him these two games and you know, hopefully he, hopefully these goals will have kicked his confidence on and he'll be like, right, I am now a Scotland player. You know. I, do, I do agree with you that 
for years there, three or four years or so, James Forrest flattered to receive is probably the right way to put it. Uh, another way of putting it is that I, I genuinely can't remember seeing James Forrest have a good game for mm-hmm. Scotland over mm-hmm. the, the course maybe of most of Strachan's tenure, mm-hmm. maybe even creeping into Levine. I'm not sure if Forrest was a regular back then. But throughout Strachan's tenure, Forrest would not have been in my 11 if, if it was my yeah. decision anyway. Yeah. But those goals he scored against Albania and Israel, and not just the goals, the performance as well, really has, I think, well, it swayed me certainly that he, he can do it for Scotland, not just when Brendan Rodgers is on the touchline. This is it. I I just want to see that that wasn't just during his purple patch. You know, he was on such a good run with Celtic, and I feel like that obviously carried into Scotland, which is great, and hopefully that can keep happening with other players. But I want to see him do it now, you know, that he's not quite on the same form. Let's see if he can come away. It's, you know, difficult pitch. Mm-hmm. They are going to be a stuffy team, so you know this is when you need to prove that you're good enough at international level to get past someone and put a good ball in. You know, it's delivery. I have to, it's not the best from what I've seen. You know, it, compared to some other players like Richie, as you say, Snodgrass. You know, that's you know maybe why they're at another level. So, yeah, we'll, I want to see him replicate what he's done in you know these games because these are the, you know the qualifiers for the major tournament. This is when he has to perform. Yeah. Up front, I think the jersey is probably Ollie McBurney's. I'd be happy to give it to him, mm-hmm. um, considering that he's had a good season for Swansea and because of the injuries we've got, there's not many alternatives. Ollie Burke, mm-hmm. I suppose, would be next in line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you know, for me, for my, if everyone was fit, I would probably start Fletcher and maybe have Naismith off him, just the way the Naismith's played this season. Disregarding the Griffiths situation? Oof, to actually, yeah, to actually if you bring Griffiths in. It's difficult, isn't it? You'd probably start Griffiths ahead of Fletcher in that case. You know, we don't really know when Griffiths is going to be back, but we take it that he will be back at some point. Um, but yeah, so I would I would say McBurney, give him the start, give him a chance. Let's try and get him his first goal um, or two or three, hopefully. <laughs> um, I think Russell's an option to play up front as well. Mm-hmm. I think stuffy defence pace can sometimes be the thing that gets you out of jail, and I think if we have three you know electric wingers that could be enough to get past Kazakhstan um, so I think Russell might be looked at as an option to play through the middle um, you know if you've got enough quality balls especially from the midfielders you know you look at our midfielders and say they can pick passes all of them that you could maybe pick him out on an angle but yeah I, I would expect McBurney to be starting okay now just to finish off one more dancer Ben will Scotland finish these two games with six points in the bag Yes. Yes. I do think so. I do think so, yeah. Yeah, I'm on board with that. Right, thanks very much for listening to The Hamden Or. I'm Andy Barge, and with me was Ben Ramage. Little change of pace today, analysing McLeish's squad announcement. So, listen again soon. We'll hopefully have some more featured interviews coming up. Thanks very much. Sports Social Podcast Network.